Hello and welcome to Out and About in Malovians. I'm your host, Jeremy Balfour. As part of my job as a member of the Scottish Parliament, I get to travel around Malovians, meeting interesting people and hearing about how the companies, charities and projects that they work for benefit and contribute to our community. On this podcast, I will share their stories. On today's episode, I'm excited to be talking to Paul Nixon, who is the General Manager at the Real Mary King's Close. Well, it's really great uh, to be with you, Paul, um, this morning. Uh, just tell us, first of all, a little bit about you. How did you end up here? Um, what's your background? Um, so, I'm originally from England. Don't know if that's going to turn up half your listeners, but don't, don't hold that against me. I have lived in Scotland now longer than I lived in England. I came up in 99 to study uh, drama and theatre at Queen Margaret University. Um, and like most students, I needed more money to buy more beer. So I got a part-time job in the visitor attraction industry and never looked back, worked my way forward from there. Okay, so we're at the Real Mary King's Close and probably for a lot of us that have been brought up in Edinburgh, we've walked past it thousands of times, but we've no idea what it is. So can you give us a brief understanding of, of what is it that you're selling as a product? Sure. So the Real Mary King's Close is a place. It is a close... Um, that was originally like any other close in Edinburgh. So it was opened up to the sky um, and it's on the Royal Mile, right opposite St Giles Cathedral. Um, However, uh, the city council in the 1700s deemed it um, necessary to have an indoor market. So they capped off, they chopped off buildings at street level, level with the Royal Mile, and used the foundations of those buildings to build the city chambers. So effectively, anybody living and working on Real Mary King's Close was evicted, and those closes that were covered over as part of building the city chambers still exist today. And what we do is we take guests on guided tours around those old closes and tell them what life was like when they were opened up to the sky. And so if I come and do a tour, what, what, what am I going to see, experience, what am I going to see? Yeah, so you'll be taken down steps underneath uh, the city chambers. It's all completely covered. It's all effectively underground, although it didn't used to be underground, obviously. Um, We take you through various uh, different rooms down there. So the first room you'll come to is what we call a lay house, which is where the lowest of the low society would have lived. And we talk about the living conditions um, and, and how they went about their daily lives. But then on the other end of the spectrum, uh, just around the corner from Mary King's Close, we had a royal visitor, and Mary Queen of Scots spent her last night in Edinburgh. So again, we tell the story of Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, one of the more topical stories, especially in re- recent times, is the story of the plague, the Great Plague of Edinburgh. Uh, and we talk, um, probably about a quarter of our tour talks about the plague and what happened in Edinburgh when we had the Black Death. Which kind of takes us on... <laughs> Slightly nicely in regard to, you know, what's happened in the last few years. Obviously, I think you arrived in 2019, um, a few months before we went into lockdown. So presumably this whole place was locked down for lockdown. What what happened during that period? So uh, pretty much since we took over running the site in 2003, I guess numbers have been continuing to grow, built on the really strong reputation uh, and brand that we've built up. Um, in 2019, we saw around about a quarter of a million guests through our doors. So, again, one of the busiest years on record for us. 
obviously the pandemic hit and like the whole world we we ground to a complete standstill a complete stop um it was quite a painful time uh, we lost about a third of our workforce uh, as we restructured the business um and then as restrictions started to ease uh, we had to come back out into a new way of working so whereas pre-pandemic we were taking groups of about 20 guests round at one time we were pretty much limited to around about a dozen people on each tour so instantly that that pool of guests that you can take down is, is halved overnight so it become quite a challenging time for us um, but also I guess for guests visiting at those times it was quite a, a different experience for a visit as well you had more space you had bit more personal interaction with your tour guide because you know the groups that they were managing were were much smaller so it was it made a very different uh, and, and an exciting time for guests to visit uh, but again as restrictions have slowly started to ease uh, we have increased the number of people going on tour but we are still not back to our pre-pandemic levels of, of 20 odd guests on a tour. Uh, and I think for so we're recording this on a uh, August morning, the, the Royal Mile was busy, the festival was just about to start. Are, are you optimistic for the future, for, for the next few months? Do you think numbers will increase again? Do you think people will come back to the city? Yeah, I think numbers have certainly increased beyond our expectations from the start of the year. Um, and we are seeing really, really strong recovery in these summer months. Um, <clears throat> the jury's still out on how our winter trading is going to be. And I think, you know, Edinburgh pre-pandemic had built itself up to more or less being a year-round destination. We had guests coming here for December, for the Christmas markets, for the Easter time, for Burns night. So we've done really, really well to attract a global audience 365 days. Um, and certainly for the first half of this year, we, we've seen this big seasonal swing come back into place. So we had a really, really successful Easter here, followed by a pretty quiet month beyond then and then our summer months again have gone back to us being really busy again which is fantastic so um i am optimistic going forward but jury's still out of, about how our sort of november december and january tradings are going to be okay so i think most of the people that listen to this probably live within you know a car journey a train journey a bus journey format so obviously you know october november december would be maybe a good time for them to come and um, is it an accessible journey? So if I'm an older person, or can I still do the tour, or yeah. do I need to be young and fit? Um, we welcome guests of any age and, and any ability. There are stairs involved, and that is just due to the historic nature of the site. Um, the floors have been levelled out where possible, as, as best as possible, um, but there is some climbing up and down some stairs. The good thing about the site is, though, once you're down there, it's all pretty much on the flat because we zigzag between closes which were built on a hill. So actually, uh, there's not a huge amount of walking that you literally walk out of one room and into the next room to hear the next story. So from that perspective, it is accessible. Um, there are um, areas that you can sit down as well. So it's a one hour long tour, but again, there are places and, and, and benches and things that you can sit down on if you, if you feel the need to, to take a rest during that. Excellent. Again, as someone who, who grew up here, I mean, I remember as a cub or as a scout being brought round and, and it, so it's changed dramatically over the last year since you took it over. Before that, was it run by the council? How, how did it work? 
Yes, that's right. Um, it was, I mean, the site is owned by Edinburgh City Council. Uh, and we, we welcome guests here a lot that, that have their own anecdotes and stories that say, oh, you know, we used to know the caretaker at the city chambers. They had a key or we knew this councillor and they went in to, to show us around. But I think since we took over the site, uh, we've worked closely with academia. So we've forged links with Edinburgh University. So we are 100% confident that the stories that we tell guests when they come here are real and they've been thoroughly researched and they are part of part of uh, what we deliver. And the guests that come, do, do you do a breakdown? Are they coming from other parts of the United Kingdom? Are they coming from other parts of the world? It, it, again, is, is, what, what type of yeah. geographical person is coming here? Yeah, um, so we, we do attract a global audience and we've it, it's you know a bit, a bit like Loch Ness you know people have heard about it in Australia and in New Zealand Mary King's Close uh, enjoys some of that reputation that people have all have heard about that there's an underground city in Edinburgh that people are walled up or bricked down there of course which wasn't true and that's one of the stories that we tell um, down on the close but yes there is this worldwide audience that come to us at the moment and this year we're, we are seeing a good uh, surge in American guests visiting the site, um, probably more in volume now than than, than ever for our site. Um, Pre-pandemic, we were seeing a lot of the Asian market, a lot of Chinese guests coming to us. Uh, but again, I think it sort of reflects the uh, the type of guests which are generally coming to to Edinburgh City, the the type of tourists that are coming there. Uh, we're seeing a great return of the European guests, so demand is up for our. Uh, audio guides in foreign languages, so French, Italian, German, Spanish. So those typical guests are starting to return, which is great. Okay, as we kind of drawing to, to, to a close, um, I've got a Saturday morning, it's a cold November day, I've got my kids, I need something to do, why should I come here? Um, because effectively, the stories that we tell are your stories. You know, if, if, you, if you're a local, which is what you were telling me your audience is made up of, the, these are people who lived and worked in Edinburgh, like you live and work in Edinburgh right now. Um, and the stories are absolutely fascinating. They're really insightful. They're entertaining, um, but also quite poignant as well. When you see the struggles, um, it really sets into context how resilient the population of Edinburgh has been over over time over history um, and you know we, we love to see guests leave here with a big smile on their face having learned a bit more about their own history from their own city so perhaps just a bit of hope for the future that we can come out of a pandemic and that there is a a future for edinburgh and for people to continue to enjoy the city and, 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 and like yes it. absolutely and i think you know again as as sort of coming out of a pandemic now it, it's just created such a hot topic of conversation you know there's not one guest that comes up our tour that doesn't reference the covid pandemic with the black death because they've been hearing all about the stories about how edinburgh uh, managed to recover and rebuild itself from that yep. and, and as my regular viewers know and i was saying to you i would like to finish with my question if my magic wand you've got a couple of wishes for you, what would be your wishes? What, what, what would make a difference to the real Mary Queen King's Close? I think, um, I think what it would be wonderful to see is, if, is everybody embracing our culture and celebrating our culture here. 
Um, and I think, you know, tourism can get a bad reputation. Over-tourism is a term that, you know, the media's quite popular in using. But actually, if we manage things sustainably and we manage our country and our, our wonderful history sustainably, then there is certainly room in it for everybody. So I think achieving that balance of um, appreciation and celebration for, for the history and culture that we have here. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great to hear from Paul. It's been interesting to hear about this tourist attraction in the heart of Edinburgh and how the sector is bouncing back. We'll put a link to their website in the show notes and you can go to it if you want to find out more. Thank you for listening to Out and About in Malovians and I look forward to catching up next time. Thank you.